I want to talk about this story uh, that is circulating uh, about this uh, Toronto business lawyer who was uh, flagged for additional inspection after landing at Pearson last month. He says he claims for no stated reason. Now, Nick Wright says that he had returned from a four-month trip to Guatemala and Colombia where he was studying Spanish and was working remotely. And at first he had no issue with the officer uh, searching his bags, but drew the line when the officer demanded his passwords to search both his phone and his laptop. Now, when Wright refused, telling the officers that both devices contained confidential information protected by solicitor-client privilege, well, his uh, phone and laptop, they were both confiscated, and Wright says he was told that they would be sent to a government lab where they would actually try to uh, crack his passwords and then search his files. And for more on this, let's welcome in criminal lawyer Mustafa Sheikh. He joins us here in Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Mustafa, my friend, how are you this afternoon? I am great. Thanks for having me, my man. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, first off, uh, interesting situation uh, is border inspection. Are they actually allowed to ask uh, for your phone or computer passwords? Absolutely. The way uh, the legislation currently stands, they have very, very broad powers. And uh, they have full right to ask you when you're trying to cross the border at that time, whatever you have on you in person, whatever luggage, baggage, any of your electronic devices, they have full access to that. Is that because, uh, according to the law, searching your phone or your computer is no different than uh, opening the lock maybe on your suitcase and going through your baggage? As strange as that sounds, um, and again, because of this legislation, it is pretty dated, and there hasn't any, really been any changes to it. Yes. So, I mean, they don't differentiate you bringing on board a, a T-shirt uh, compared to your cell phone. To them, it's more or less the same item. All right. Uh, do they have to have uh, the border uh, agents, do they have to have an underlying reason at all to do this? No, and that's what, what makes this situation so terrifying. They don't. And um, uh, outside of this, the, the airport and the, bo- uh, the border setting, you know, usually if officers are interacting with the general public, they need some sort of reason before they're allowed to search anybody for any reason. And unfortunately, these same sort of protections that we have that, again, stem from the Charter of Rights are simply not available in the border setting, which is very, very scary. All right. So if I don't want to give up my password, much like Mr. Wright did not, and we go to maybe court over this, uh, it's not incumbent upon the border agents or the government, I guess, to to prove that uh, they had reasonable cause, that they were searching your computer or your phone uh, as a matter of security, of national security? And, and that, that's the problem, right? This national security term is so loose in the sense that you can, throw it, you can throw that around very easily and try to justify all your actions. But in most circumstances, most people really have two options. Either you provide them with the information that, re- that they're requesting, and then you, you, you run the risk of you know, them going through some stuff that, that you don't necessarily want them to see, or you say no and then they have the right to detain you, question you more, or refuse your entry into the country. All right, so you do have to give them the, your password, and if you don't, there are, as you just uh, uh, laid out there for us, so there, there are repercussions. Absolutely. Either they can detain you, and I mean, once you get detained, I've, I've heard of situations where people have been detained 
up to eight hours. So either they can hold you or they could refuse you entry into the country, wherever you're trying to go. So if you're trying to go to the States, they can, and you're not willing to provide them with that information, they could say no, and then they can send you back home, which you can imagine could be very, very, put, put people in a very, very bad predicament. Well, speaking about being in a bad predicament, if you do give them the, your password or I, I don't know if it's uh, facial recognition or even your, your fingerprint and you open up uh, your device, uh, your phone for them, I mean, what sort of questions uh, could they be asking you? Could they be going through your photos and pointing, hey, what's going on here? I mean, does it open up just sort of a Pandora's box of things uh, for the person that owns that device? And that's exactly it. It is the Pandora's box because a lot of times people have... And for example, in this lawyer situation, like he was in a really bad predicament because unfortunately he's bound by solicitor client privilege where his clients expect to keep all their personal documents private. He, he, he has that type of relationship with them. But now he's been put in a predicament where either he breaches that and there's consequences on that end, or he doesn't breach that and then he ultimately had both of his items seized. So depending on the border agent that you're encountering, you have you might have somebody who just, you know, is scrolling through, really isn't digging too deep, but you might also encounter that individual who goes into your apps and he goes into your private pictures and might see some stuff that you very much feel uncomfortable with. Should there be special consideration, do you believe? I mean, here I am asking a lawyer, but uh, should there be special consideration given to those in your profession, do you think, Mustafa? Does this lawyer have a case when it comes to solicitor-client privilege that some things uh, need to be kept a secret? So as of right now, CBSA did come out with a statement where they they, uh, clarified that border agents are supposed to respect solicitor-client privilege. So based on that, this agent was actually in error when he was trying to force the lawyer's hand in disclosing that information. So there is a rule that currently is in play, but I would suggest that not only lawyers and professionals, but I think the general population, you know, deserves that same sort of set of privacy where unless you actually have some sort of inference that could be drawn that you feel like this person is hiding something on their phone, Nobody should just have the right to have full arbitrary, you know, access to all your private information, because I think more and more people are, you know, we we have a lot of important stuff on our cell phone. And I think nobody deserves full access to that information without being able to justify why they're doing so. Yeah, I'm also thinking of doctors as well who could uh, possibly have very sensitive and private information on their uh, computers that uh, for whatever reason, maybe they're traveling traveling to a medical conference with and, uh, you know, the, the patients would not uh, want it revealed or, or exposed. But uh, I guess the conversation is going to come down to and it's going to reopen, you would think, uh, with this case generating so much uh, buzz, Mustafa. But the conversation is going to be uh, how can we make sure that uh, border agents are able to do their job and keep us safe, but at the same time respect people's privacy and i think you hit the nail right on the head i think as as things currently stand i just simply think that this legislation is very outdated and i do believe 20 30 years ago you know there wasn't cell phones haven't really uh they weren't as they're not being they weren't being utilized as they are today and i think now you have your financial information on there you have your client information on there and i just think that we need to adapt with how much more private actual information is on your cell phone and i think most canadians would agree uh if you're dealing with somebody who's been flagged for some sort of reason 
and there's some red flags there, I think the general population would be okay in those type of circumstances where you inquire. But I do not think nobody, you should never been, give anybody unfeathered powers to search your cell phone without some sort of justifiable cause. All right, interesting conversation, and it will no doubt be interesting in the days, weeks, months ahead to watch this as it uh, moves forward. Mustafa, thank you so much. As always, appreciate the time, sir. You as well, my friend. Cheers. There goes criminal lawyer Mustafa Sheikh for us this afternoon.